You're listening to Travel Tales with Fergal. Hello, my name is Fergal O'Keefe and you're very welcome to the podcast. I was born and grew up in Ennis County Clare and I've always noticed that when anyone ever asks me where I was from and I reply Clare, that it always brings a smile to their face, which in turn fills me with pride. And I don't think I've ever met a Clare person that doesn't love Clare. When you ask a Clare person for recommendations, you always get a long list. That is why I've had to do two Clare destination specials to help do justice to this stunning county on the west coast of Ireland. I've interviewed eight Clare people for this podcast and their love for their county really shines true in both episodes. In part one today, you will hear from Councillor Tony O'Brien, the Cahirlacht of Clare County Council, who gives a great Clare tourism overview. Clare is synonymous with traditional music. Then you will get to hear from Charles Monod of the tunes from Doolan fame. Then you get to hear from Nuala Mulwini of the award-winning Alwi Burren experience. And finally, you'll hear from Arlene White of Clare Walks, who shares her highlights of East Clare. Check out visitclare.ie website for more information on all things Clare. And now let's talk to Councillor Tony O'Brien. So what makes Clare so special? What makes it different from the rest of the Wild Atlantic Way? What I would say is at the outset is what makes Clare unique and special is its people. I think the warmth and the reception people receive when they come to visit County Clare uh, and the passion that people have for what they're involved in, whether it's music in the art side of things, dancing, you know, or culture, whether it's the food, uh, the burn way, you know, the, the local uh, pr- producers, it's the passion that they put into what it is they're, they're involved in. And you'll find that right across uh, the, the, the spectrum when you visit County Clare. There's just a unique passion for what they do and for the service that they provide. And I think that's what sets us apart. I mean, we have what I consider a unique offering for tourism. Uh, if you take from Loophead Lighthouse right up to Ballyvaughan on the Wild Atlantic Way. Uh, I, I must also speak about later on uh, Ireland's hidden heartlands because <laughs> my own area of East Clare is really hidden and it's a real, real gem. So right across County Clare, we have we have a very special and unique uh, product to to give. You come from Loophead Lighthouse, right up to uh, Spanish Point, into Milton Malbe, the Willie Clancy Week. You have the music, the tradition. You have the scenery. You have the, the beaches, uh, and all, all along there, you will find unique indigenous little restaurants, yeah. food producing uh, outlets, all doing their own animal farms. Everything, you know, there, there's something for everybody to do, whether it's the hiker, the walker, whether it's, it's, it's the children to entertain the children in the animal farms and stuff. People do it with a passion and they do it, uh, okay, as a business, but they do it because they love it. And that comes very, very comes true very, very clearly uh, when, when, when people come to visit us. And that's why people come back to County Clare. True. I mean, you're right. I mean, like Loophead and then there's, you know, the Kilkee and you've got Doombeg and up to La Hinch, you said, you know, Spanish Point. Place I love near Liscanner is Clahan for diving off the rocks. And they're all so different from each other, all the way to the, the cliffs, which are world famous. Again, another area that sets us apart is that you can explore all the time, no matter how well you think you know Clare, 
even for us locals, uh, no matter how well you, you think you know the place, there is always somewhere to find. There's always somewhere that you haven't been to. And you know what? How did we miss this? How did we not know that this was here, you know? And that's what I think that's that's what's unique about Clare. Because again, I'm going back to you asked the very first question you asked was what makes us special. And it's that collaboration, it's that willingness to work uh, with one another and to support one another and help one another out. So, you know, that, that's that to me is unique as well. I don't think they have that uh, quite to the same extent in 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 in, in um uh, many true. more places. You know? he won a couple of awards and recently, didn't he? Wasn't that only in the we, last we, week we or two? We, we, we were voted, uh, we won a number of awards uh, at the recent local authority awards night in, in Dublin. But the most outstanding award, is, and this is our second time winning it, that uh, we won the local authority of the year award 2022 for our work and collaboration. And one of the major inputs, there was a lot of stuff in that, you know, uh, uh, points that you had to, to, to and criteria that you had to meet. But one of the, the major ones in it would have been the collaboration with communities and our ability to work, support and help communities to help themselves. You know, I, I and I think that's what makes us unique. You know, whoever is listening here today, come to County Clare, you would always find something to do in County mm-hmm. Clare. I, I'm from a, 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 a part of the county which is in Ireland's hidden heartlands on the, on, on the banks of the River Shannon, Killaloo, yeah. beautiful town, heritage town of Killaloo. You know, we have East Clare and Ireland's hidden heartlands all over there. The highest the highest point uh, in County Clare uh, is Mylossa, which is situated on the east of the county, looking over the majestic River Shannon. And it's in the Schlieve-Barna range. And what a beautiful climb on any day, winter, spring, summer or autumn. Uh, you're looking down at the beautiful River Shannon and the beautiful uh, uh, mountain walk that you have going up there and descending. So we have everything in County Clare. And from one, I mean, where I'm living in Killaloo, as was, and this is what I wanted to get across, to get across from the Ireland's hidden heartlands and to transcend, transcend through the beautiful capital town of Venice, to get onto the Wild Atlantic Way, you're only talking about, it, about an hour, an hour, 20 minutes of a drive. Exactly. No, that's if you go direct. But there is so much to do in between. Give yourself a couple of days and and you will just absolutely have a fantastic time uh, exploring County Clare. Yeah. And actually something that was so important for Clare, like we now have over, we've listeners in over 100 countries. And it's important to say to people that we're so looking, Clare, to have that amenity of Shannon and the amount of flights from all over the world coming in there now. It's amazing to have that. And so it makes Clare so accessible. Absolutely. And I, I think one of the great uh, uh, assets we have in the county is Shannon Airport. Uh, you know, for sure, we do need further connectivity. But if you can fly into Shannon and anybody that's listening to, to, to us here, you know, I would encourage them, you know, to fly into Shannon Airport. It's a very, very user friendly airport. It's one of the designated uh, age friendly airports in in Ireland. Really, really a fantastic airport. Uh, and you're straight into your tourist experience and you're straight into County Clare and what we have to offer uh, by, by coming into Shannon Airport. Charles, how's it going? You're very welcome to the podcast. Great to see you. Thank you so much, Fergal. Thanks for having me. You're, you're living in Doolan, aren't you? I am, yeah. And you know what? We're going to talk about Doolin and, uh, you know, activities and the music and everything. But I just want to say that 
you know, I grew up in Ennis and I, when I was young, actually, I was probably a bit unusual. As in, I remember my leaving certain year, I used to go up and camp in Doolan just to listen to the track music. And I loved it so much. I used to go out to the Aran Islands and the Furry, but I spent a lot of time around Doolan and it was for the music. And it for me, it, because it's in the mountains, it's kind of nearly surrounded by the hills and this little village with music everywhere. And it's for me, it's the heart of Clare, the heart of traditional music. I'd go the heart of Ireland. Doolin has always had a, a kind of magnetism to it. You yeah. know, pe- people people love coming here, whether people from um, all parts of the world, people from Ireland, people from Clare. Um, I, I guess it's it's really a, at, at a crossroad where everything meets. You know, it's kind of on the edge. It's in the burren, yet it's on the edge. It's beside the cliffs of Moher, it has the ferries to the Aran Islands. It has the music. It has uh, great food. So there's that mixture of everything. And and what we always end up telling people, the, what made the success of Dublin is probably its people more than anything else. Ultimately, the reason why people keep coming back is the people, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it has the crack. And what I loved about it, just see, I used to always go to Gus O'Connor's and I was always amazed at the staff because I'm a, from a pub background they were always smiling and the, the place was full literally from morning to night every day. Mm-hmm. And I always, you know, they they loved it. And there was always trad and the musicians. It wasn't, you could really see that the musicians, it wasn't a job for them. They came there, they're chatting to people, their smiles and their faces. It really is. It, it's the essence of trad music, I would say. There is, yeah, it, it's a very important aspect of what happens in Dublin and why people love coming here. And as a musician myself, I like when visitors actually come and talk to musicians, when there's an interaction between the music makers and the listeners, it's when the magic happens. Because if you want to have a great session, uh, the audience is as much part of it as the musicians themselves, you know, and the staff, like you mentioned, the staff, yeah. it's you need everyone to kind of get together in a special way that make the crack happen. It's true. And it's funny because I'd always be looking around at the foreign tours to see. I'd kind of get a, a buzz out of their enjoyment. Yes. <laughs> you know I mean? Go, I see, oh, they're getting it. And I'd love that. And they're going to actually, I remember the first time I really that Doolin went on my radar was as a teenager, an article in Time magazine famously talked about Doolin and Gus O'Connor's as the heart of trad music. And I think that's what set it on its route. Yes, yes. The like how Doolin became so famous for traditional music is is a very long story, but uh, without going into too much detail, too many details, you'd have uh, the central character would have been Michael Russell uh, and his brother and the other local musicians, and they they always played you know the, the music of older days and the the songs and the storytelling, uh, like just folklore in general, and. I think what happens, they, they were lucky to find each other. So Michael and all the other musicians uh, were playing in different places around the village, but in O'Connor's Pub in particular, I suppose, where uh, Gus and Dull um, were working at the time when they were running the pub from the 60s onwards, they gave them a very warm welcome. And they gave everyone a very warm welcome. And you have to remember that it wasn't always the case for musicians to be welcome in public settings and in pubs. Like a lot of time they would be looked at um, you know, uh, oh, like if you're playing music, you're kind of lazy. You should be working. You should be doing something else with your life. And they got that welcome to come and play in the local pubs. And then people came to listen to. First, it was actually archivists and collectors 
that put Julian on the radar. And then as the folk revival happened, people came to listen to the, the pure drop, they called it. And just from there, from then on, it's just a snowball effect. You know, more people come, so more people join in and learn how to play. And it just builds up uh, to... And you know, know, such a generation and like people like Sharon Shannon would go there. She was like exactly. a, an early teen and she would be playing there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, a, a lot of the of Ireland's most famous musicians have come through Doolin at one stage or another. And a, a, lot, a lot of the, the top class musicians now, I'm thinking the likes of uh, Frankie Gavin, for example, would have been friendly with Michael and would have come to Doolin or Paddy Keenan, who's been a regular visitor for... Uh, regular visitor for I'd say over 40 years easily um yeah it has that magnetism with musicians with listeners visitors yeah it's special and just out of interest like traditional music does it vary county to county like is there something unique or different about Clare Trad it, it does every uh, a lot of there's a lot of different regional styles um so West Kerry music would be very uh, specific or even in in Clare there would be East Clare and True. North Clare and West Clare uh, some people would even say the Ina Valley has a, its own style uh, Donegal is very different so in Clare I suppose it's extremely strong probably stronger than anywhere else in Ireland and that comes from the fact that it's a really community thing it's part of everyday life you know any uh, weddings, funerals, any, any event, public event, you know, like uh, Christmas fairs are coming up. There's going to be traditional music at every Christmas fair. Uh, so it's really part of everyday life for everyone. Um, and I think that's just why it's so popular. Because if you take, so Julian, you have music every day of the year, like literally, and in the height of the season for six months of the year, six to nine months, you have like a minimum of four sessions, if not five, every night yeah. in the village. It's like a mini and flare, isn't it? Every night, constant, constant. Yeah. Like if you, if you want, if you want to go down and have the crack, there's always going to be something happening. Uh, but other places in Clare have a lot of music too. You know, Ennis uh, has had a lot more music too. Um, so yeah, Clare is really the the home of Irish music, you could say. And people now they listen to you for a few minutes, they might have an inkling of a little accent. Is that what you're not from Clare originally? So where did you come from, and and is that how you ended up? In, how did you end up in Clare? Yeah, I, I always I always joke about my uh, I have a, a French Swiss accent as I call it, French French Swiss Clare accent. Exactly. I'm I'm from uh, Switzerland originally, from the French part of Switzerland, and I came to Doolin uh, in 2006 to learn English pretty much, uh, and I, it just happened that the job I got was in a cafe which was also a music shop so the first summer i was here was just uh, given a tin whistle and just like oh, yeah. there there you go in your spare time learn a tune or two and uh, you know you start you learn one tune you learn two you learn three then you've 10 50 and then you stop counting but i just kept at it yeah. i just kept at it and you do a great thing called tunes from doolin yeah that's that's a that's a project i've been uh working on as a as a hobby uh, first um i started in 2011 i was basically teaching myself uh, how to play the concertina and also how to build websites 
all at the same time. So what I did was I was practicing my web my web design skills by publishing uh, tunes that I was learning. Wow. And, you know, 10 years later, uh, it's become a part-time job where it's like a tune archives with nearly 500 tunes on it. And um, I do a YouTube channel. I have a podcast, obviously playing uh, sessions and gigs and concerts all over the village and other places in Clare is a big, big part of my job now, yeah. I'd really recommend people to listen to that. They want to delve more into the history and the music and hear tunes to go to go to that tunes from Doolin. Is it tunesfromdoolin.ie, is it? Or? Uh, tunesfromdoolin.com, actually. Oh, tunesfromdoolin.com. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, you mentioned there about there's trad all year and that's the great thing about Doolin. There's, there's music every night of the week and also something that's kind of developed over the last few years is festivals. It's becoming well known now for festivals. Is there like, could you give us a few ideas about festivals for people? Yeah, yeah, there, there's loads. So probably the, the longest running festival in Doolin is the the Russell Festival Weekend, which is in memory of uh, Michael, Packy and Gussie Russells. And we try to also uh, remember the other uh, local traditional musicians. Um, and that takes place on the last weekend of February every year. So this year it's the 23rd to the 27th of February. Uh, and that's a festival that has uh, concerts and sessions. It's really focus on traditional music uh, so that would be the oldest uh, festival but then um now for a good few years we've had the Doolin Folk Festival um that takes place at Hotel Doolin in June every year and so they've broadened the the spectrum of music so it has traditional music but also uh, more generally folk music so it's a wider audience and it's a wonderful festival in the summer uh, for the village to have because obviously the festival takes place at Hotel Doolin but it sort of has uh, you know every pub would have the extra sessions and the, the village is buzzing uh, actually um, and then you have um, actually the, the next festival that's happening at the end of January is uh, Head School which is also organized by Hotel Doolin. Um, it's a festival that's really uh, for anyone who sort of considers themselves creators or artists or just people who love art. They're trying to put together um, a place for collaborations where artists and audience can meet, but also uh, master and students. So there's a lot of workshops uh, of and it's art of any kind, any genre, you know, there's music, there's filmmaking, there's dance. So very, very general, uh, open to all kinds of art forms. Gotcha. And, you know, we talk about Doolin and it's, you know, the heart of West Clare, really, you know, and there's, and as you said, there's so much around it, like the ferries out to the Aran Islands, which was particularly in Ishir. I think it's only about 20 minutes. I would so recommend that to people to go out to Ishir from Doolin, you know, because, um, you know, even for day trips, like it, it's perfect. And then, you know, something else I would recommend for people, I'd, I'd be to hear what you think about it, but I'd say one of the best walks in Ireland is actually the cliff walk from Doolin to up to the Cliffs of Moher. You can actually walk up and that's just amazing, isn't it? Oh, the the, the Cliffs of Moher walking trail is such, uh, like you said, it's probably one of the most beautiful walks in the country. Um, and it has it has changed a lot of things in the village because funny enough, um, the, the trail, I believe, is about 12 years old now. And it was a project that was led by uh, several people, but most um, 
especially uh, Pat Sweeney, who who's a local farmer. So a lot of the walk would go on his uh, land and he does guided walks there, brings people to the cliffs. It's spectacular. The views are unbelievable and it has attracted uh, a lot of people that now really come, even if it's for the, the, the daytime People used to come for, let's say, on a bus and then spend a few hours in the village. But now when people come to the, they know they have to stay here for at least two or three days, if not more, because there's so much to do. Like, you know, you were mentioning the Iron Islands, definitely one. But between the Cliffs Walk, the Burren, uh, with Doolin Cave, which is kind of, uh, yeah. it's not a secret at this stage anymore, <laughs> but like with the, but yeah. the third largest stalactite in the world here in Doolin, like, you know, it's pretty incredible. There's so much to do, really. Yeah, and you know, like, and we forget, like the cliffs, as we call it, like, you know, I mean, that's one of the, the best sites in the world. But I think particularly if you drive up, it's not the same. If you walk up from Doolin and the build up to it, I think that's the way to see it. Rather than driving up to the Cliffs of Moher Visitor Centre, where you have great views, but when you do that walk, it builds up your expectation and you sort of have the reward at the end and it never disappoints. Exactly. Even, you know, I've done the walk, uh, I don't know, 20, 30 times. Every single time you reach the top of that walk, you've been walking for a couple of hours. It's not, it's not a hard walk, but it, it will take, you know, the couple of hours. When, when you reach that point and you end up with that view, it's priceless. Exactly. And I used to do a lot of uh, scuba diving, actually, off of the island there, just off of Doolin and below the cliffs. And it was so amazing because you're out in the boat below the cliffs. And then when you go underwater, it's nearly like the cliffs underwater. So it was just amazing. People used to go, oh, it's cool, you know, compared to abroad. But I used to love it so much because it yeah. felt like a real adventure. Yeah. P people don't realize, actually, uh, uh, geologically speaking, the so the Iron Islands would be part of the burn, geologically speaking. So what happens when you go underwater? You've like an underwater burn. Exactly. Uh, made out of limestone. And it's it's really, really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're very lucky. Just like it's literally everything here on our doorstep. Um, exactly. And, but the other thing is, like I said earlier, you could have all of this. But if people didn't get the welcome that yeah. goes with it, it wouldn't have the same impact. So I think it's really the combination of all these things we've been talking about and just how friendly and welcoming people are that makes yeah. the difference. Well, uh, definitely. And I, and I would always say to people, you know, if they're asking for recommendations and Claire, I would go like, you know, from Ennis Diamond to Le Hidge to Le Scanner, which is amazing for food, then the Cliffs of Moher to Doolin to Fenor, the Burn, you know, all the way up to Ballyvaughan. I would go, that is one of the best drives in Ireland. And and yeah. and every you know, all those places I just mentioned are all so different. Absolutely. And we all work together. Like, you know, it's kind of that North Clare, the, the Burren Geopark region uh, within a, we, we, we say, a, maybe a 30 miles radius, which is really not much. Yeah. You have so much, like it's, it's, it's fascinating. And you know what? The, with the lockdowns and everything, it actually people rediscovered that as well with the with the staycation, um, when people would actually book a holiday home and stay for a week. No one would get bored in a week. You still don't have enough time to do everything in a week. And so I think it has helped uh, with Irish people anyway to kind of remember how much we have here on our doorstep. And then if you stay in a place for longer for a couple of days that's when you get to know the people and you know you know the guy in the bar or the person in the restaurant absolutely and and, and that's what make people come back 
because we have uh, in Dublin, it's actually fascinating the amount of people that keep coming back and become friends with their uh, accommodation provider, with staff in the pubs, with people in restaurants and shops. They really sort of become part of a wider community from Ireland and other countries like myself. Yeah. Uh, there is, yeah, sort of magnetism. Uh, when Once you've discovered the real essence of a place like Dublin, you just, uh, just want more of it. Like, why would you go somewhere else, you know? Nula, you're very welcome to podcast. Thank you very much, Fergal. Nice to be here. You're the MD of the Alwi Burn Experience, and I was just looking up there, and you actually just got a couple of awards with the Irish Hospitality. Would awards. you believe it? Yeah, yeah. Your timing is very good, Fergal. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, we're delighted. Um, every year since 2016, 17, we 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 have been lucky enough to be nominated in these Irish Hospitality Awards. You know, yeah, we came out as Family Venue of the Year in 2022, which which is really loving. It's a, it's really it's a testament to the people who visit us, Fergal. Do you know what I mean? Uh, we are a family a family venue, and like like I I were kind of even more delighted this year because we've done somewhat of of updates and that sort of thing. We've relit the cave, we've rebuilt the border Prey Centre, so people obviously. Um, are liking what they're seeing when they're visiting us, do you know? So I think when you when you see something like that coming through, um, it gives you it gives you a little a little a little boost to know that you're doing the right thing. Of course. Yeah, we're open nearly fifty years as a business, do you know? And uh, and we would have nothing if it wasn't for our lovely cave, certainly, you know. But yeah. but the business has grown and has developed over the years. You know, we've been making burn gold cheese now for which is a geo food as well. And we've been making that for nearly 40 years and we make 12 tons of that every season. And when I when I say that to people, they go, what? We have a collection of about anywhere between 25 and 30 birds of prey, um, indigenous and, 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 and non-native species. You know, and we talk an awful lot about the conservation of birds of prey and the reintroduction of birds of prey and how good they are for the ecosystem, you know. So again, you know, while the cave was 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 our initial development, we have grown so much over the years, and uh, so I think that the rebrand of Isle We Burn Experience is trying to encapsulate all of that, and and so far so good. We have a bit of messaging to do, you know, um, but we we'll plow on. That's what we've been doing for fifty years, and I'm hopefully going to do it for a few more. I'm originally grew up in Ennis in the yeah. in the seventies, so I'd say I was one year. I remember going on a school tour. It was either in the late seventies or early eighties, sure. and then going back there in the last few years with my kids doing the yeah. the Santa. You know, yeah. for, I'd say a lot of people like me who go there as kids and then bring their kids there intergenerationally. You know, and and we're delighted and thank you so much for doing that because that's what it's all about. You know, yeah, the burn because of the landscape, it changes so much depending on the time of year and it can be very different can't it oh Fergal look at I used to live in Ennis like you now I'm, I'm not a townie or anything like that I'm from Kilfenora but uh, when I got married first I, I, I lived in Ennis and people who said to me my god you've got a long commute you know I said look at I mean the scenery changes the, the the flora and the fauna changes. My commute is one of uh, people are are so jealous of. We used to be jealous of my commute. You know, if you had a if you had a, a a rainy morning or a sunny morning, and especially this time of the year with the low sun hitting hitting across the across the landscape, it's mm-hmm. just 
beautiful. I couldn't. No, we're 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 very lucky to be. You're just remind. I used to live actually in Galway at one mm. stage before I moved mm. to Tipperary, and mm. I used to dive uh, off Doolan. Oh. And and it's a good drive, but yeah, it yeah. never felt hard because driving from Galway through Kinvara, past Ballyvaughan, right. all along, and that with especially the evenings, the sun going down. Yeah. Absolutely, and you'd see something different. It might pick out a church or a ruin or a or a new house or whatever. And say, Jesus, I never saw that before. Do you know what I mean? So no, 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 we 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 never tire of it. You know, which and I think if the locals don't tire of it, it kind of passes on by osmosis or whatever you want to say to our visitors. You know. Exactly. And it was great to see the Irish Times this year. It was voted was best yeah. place, best holiday yeah. place in Ireland. No, very, very, very proud of that. And that's 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 you know that's that's the a culmination of a lot of people, um, doing exactly what we do here. Do you know what I mean? Welcoming people, um, educating people about the Burn region. You know, and um, showing off. The region to the people and the, yeah. and and the the variety of of things there are to do the variety of places there are to to eat the variety of places there are to stay you know what I mean um so we kind of people often say to me no you need to identify your market you know what I mean and go after that market sure our market is everybody really exactly. at every stage of life do you know what I mean and uh, and like you say for the long haul because the next generation uh, don't be long g- catching up with us you know so um but that that whole um recognition as the burn as as, as best best place to 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 stay in Ireland. I mean really and truly it is it's very laudable, you know what mm. I mean? Like, oh my God. But it's 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 an effort that everybody has put in, do you know what I mean? And uh, and it's not only the tourism industry, you know, you know, everybody's the tourism industry, I always feel, kind of is like an octopus. It leeches into it, it, lots of other industries. Do you know what I mean? So, so you know, the farmers would be welcoming. You know, it, it, you know, all, all, we 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 all like to see our visitors coming, and we want to show it off in the best possible light. And um, and then we learn a little bit about the barn ourselves as well, and uh, and that sort of thing. So yes. We're delighted with it. Of course, we reckon richly deserved, and yeah. uh, and uh, but 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 uh, don't 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 sit on our laurels as well. And, and there was another one I wanted to mention was the Lonely Planet did an award. Was that to do with the Burn Ecotourism Network? It was absolutely was... in just what we needed because it was really in. We were in between lockdowns and that sort of thing, you know. And I have to say, uh, being a member of of the Burn Ecotourism Network. You know, and this is only one example during COVID was an absolute lifeline for this business here because it was only myself and one of the falconers here every day during lockdown, minding, minding the birds, you know, and that sort of thing. And it was desperately lonesome, you know. So to have a network of, would you believe, 60 businesses, you know, and from from the minute from the minute lockdown happened, we were meeting on a weekly basis. Do you know what I mean? Online to to not to go dark. This was this was the this was the whole idea, you know, to keep the lights on in the burn to you know and and take this opportunity if you want to call it an opportunity. I know it sounds like a juxtaposition, but it was, you know. And to let people know of the destination and that sort of thing. And I really do think that that then we were recognized by by the Lonely Planet, which, you know, again, sometimes when you're when you're working hard in a business, you say to yourself, you know, I need to be making money all the time and I need to be doing this. And you're saying, can I justify spending time um, working with other businesses and something like this? really for me brought it into 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 reality do you know that you, you know no man is an island no woman is an island you know and together together we we, we work much better and you know 
If you want to call it a silver lining, if the things came yeah. down the line for the burn in North Clare, well, then so be it. But it has really strengthened our relationships as well as businesses to get working together because you learn more about each other. Even sitting for the hour on the Zoom call when you're going moaning and groaning and giving out, you have an appreciation for what it is for that other person and how they how how they roll, you know. So no, I I I always feel that that kind of collaboration was good for the region, good for myself, good for our business, good for the region, good for the whole North Clare, and then to get the recognition from these these highly you know lonely planet. I mean, it doesn't get any higher than that, really. You know, um, no, extremely lucky, but but didn't go without a bit of hard work in the background as well. And you know, now I I need to use you because you're a local and the burn so i just want to get like tips for people if people mm. are around that area so mm. you're a personal favorite so yeah, just say yeah. for like if so like for food like where would you recommend around yes, the area yes yeah there's some there, there are some really great places to eat of all type of markets if you know what i mean Ooh, you know if you're if, if you're looking for for family friendly and that sort of thing there's a lovely um pizzeria along there along 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 in in, in Doolin there the stonewall pizzeria for example um more up market you'd be looking at the wild honey inn i mean look at we have we have a michelin star yeah. you know, and or restaurant as well in Doolin. i beside me here then if you're going up towards kinvara and that's sure you have the lenans and nookie gorgeous seafood you know uh I, I happened to be talking to a lady from from bantry yesterday and she said to me you have the best seafood in in in, in ireland and and uh, coming from a lady from bantry i'll take oh, that yeah. thanks very much <laughs> and uh, and of course you can have some lovely ice cream from from bridge at linella there as well you yeah. know so there's you know there's something something for ev- everybody you know and then local to myself i'm i'm a kilfenora lady um we have vahans in kilfenora lovely family food as well you know so so you can eat well for all the family right across the board you know and just so just say for a walk or a place mm. or something or a beach, what would you what would you recommend to people? What's your yeah. favorite? Yeah, well, I know and you're gonna say she's biased now, but the Bellyvahan Loop Walk is a real dose, you know. It's yeah. it's 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 about it's about four or five kilometers long and 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 you can you can hit it, hit it from Bellyvahan and come around and you get so much different uh terrain d- different different views. Do you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. you have farmland and then you have lovely burn karst landscape and that sort of thing. Of course it passes at the bottom of our road here as well. But there's some gorgeous ones as well. Lacavella is well known uh over towards Mullockmore, you know. Um uh, there's a lovely walk from from the Michael Cusick Centre in Cairn over over around by the Cairn Thorlock, the Cairn the Cairn Depression. Gorgeous again, various levels of ability and that sort of thing. But you'll be trying to think of something to suit everybody, you know. Thank you so much. Your passion for the burn comes out, so it's yeah. great to hear that. Yeah, yeah, no, I love it. And you know, my my daily commute from Kilfenora to the cave is along the R480 and I pass up by Lemonet Castle and I come right through, you I, You probably know it coming from Ennis, do you know what I mean? It's it's the main, people say to me, how do we get to Ennis? Well, you, you come out of us and you turn left onto the R480 and you're driving through the burn landscape. It's a lovely, you know, wide road and uh, the Powell Bowl Roundman is on it, Caracannell is on it, we're on it ourselves, lovely vistas and that over Galway Bay and that sort of thing. So you could do worse than to, to, to have a day out along the R480 stopping off here and there as well, you know. I know, I love that. My or my sister got married in Ballyvaughan many years mm. ago and mm. I just remember that drive was so magical, like going going to Ballyvaughan on that yeah. route and it was yeah. just... Yeah, yeah. Oh. As I say, from minutes to, to Ballyvaughan for nearly 10 years, my, my daily commute and I, I, oh, I wouldn't have changed it for the world. I know. Arlene, you're very welcome to the podcast. You are part of Clare Walks and you know East Clare 
is very well known for walking and then Killaloo and the, the history of the area. And you're involved with the Killaloo Historical Society. So you're the perfect person to talk about this area, which, you know, a lot of people, when tourism wise, they talk about, they go talk about West Clare, but East Clare and around the Killaloo area. And, you know, it's got amazing history, amazing walks. And I think people should know more about it. Yeah, definitely. It's, well, as you said, amazing history is is one thing, um, which I love. But also the scenery around East Clare is just fascinating because you have, you know, you can walk right by the lake. Say, for example, in Killaloo or Whitegate or Mount Shannon, you know, you can walk up through hills where you'd see nobody else, <laughs> you know, if if that's what you're looking for. And of course, one of the very famous or popular walks in Killaloo would be the Ballycogran or Mylusa Loop. Um, so a lot of people would do that, start at Two Mile Gate there and walk Ballycogran and then up to Mylusa, which is the highest point in County Clare. Um, you can see and the views are just all around from yeah, there, can't you? Yeah, yeah. It's spectacular up there on a clear day. It's absolutely amazing. Well worth the hike. <laughs> what is the Loch Derg Way? Yeah, the Loch Derg Blue Way is, it's almost like a greenway on the water. So <laughs> it's basically a kayaking or a paddling route that has been developed. And it's one of the first, I think, in Europe to be actually accredited, which is fantastic. And there's all like everything, there's there's all little shorter loops developed off that. So you can go from Mount Shannon to Holy Island. You can go from Ballycogran down to Killaloo. You know, there's a shorter loop around Killaloo. So that's literally just get your kayak and onto the lake. And again, it's looking at the area from a totally different perspective to yeah. be, you know, on the lake as opposed to on the land, looking <laughs> at no. the lake, you and, know, and totally you know, different views, everything. I'm I mean, the lake is amazing. I, I love that's what I love about Killaloo. I mean, like for swimming or water sports, etc. It is amazing, isn't it? It is. Yeah, there's so much, you know, you have a choice of everything and you can get on a, a cruiser like Killaloo River Cruises or you can hire your own boat. Um, you know, there's fishing. There's just sitting by the lake with a cup of coffee if you want, you know, if you want to just relax. And as you said, swimming and, you know, the water sports um kayaking and and all that as well um so it is it like there's there's a bit of something for everyone which is great mm. you know and Killaloo just oozes history doesn't it it does it does I mean there's there's from I suppose the time of Brian Baru to the more social history which is you know we mm. well, I suppose most towns have that you know the shops and businesses around or what was going on the tourism industry and like fishing and and the Boating and all that featured highly right through as well the 18th and 19th century in Killaloo. Um, it was it was the place to be apparently. And um, we had like in Brian's Brew era, it was the capital of Ireland, wasn't it? It was. It was from 1002 to 1014. It was the capital of Ireland. I love telling that to Dublin people when they visit. <laughs> love telling that. But when Brian Baru became High King of Ireland, he actually broke with tradition and he decided to stay in Killaloo and rule the country from Killaloo. He ruled the country really from the Royal Palace of Kinkora, which is no longer in existence, but it's in the, it would have been in the vicinity of where St. Flannan's Catholic Church is now right at the top of the town in Killaloo. Um, and that's where the country was ruled from, from there. So, it, and he had obviously the, the advantage of being near the river and a kind of, watching out for Viking attacks and, and everything that time. But it's, um yeah, I mean, the, the there's fascinating history going from that time right up to the present day, obviously. Okay. And you're involved with Clare Walks. So, you know, there's some amazing walking around that area. Like what is Clare Walks or? So it's it's a, run by a voluntary organisation. Um, the initial 
plan really of the the directors we have some directors that are still involved since you know for the last 27 years i think now at this stage but the idea was to map and plan out um long distance walking routes which were you know people wanted at the time so they did the east clareway first which is 180 kilometers and then the mid clareway which is 130 kilometers and then other routes smaller loops were developed off that but it was basically to bring tourism to the more sensitive areas of the county. So, you know, they were they were well before their time, really, when you think of mm-hmm. it, they were ahead of themselves. You know, there's no point doing all those that work if people don't know about the walks or, you know, they're not out experiencing them. So we organize. But we every second week, it used to be once a month. But since COVID, certainly the interest in walking has grown so much. We do a walk uh, every second Thursday, a guided loop. And it can be anything from maybe 5K up to about 10K. So it's a morning walking and we do a walk in East Clare one week and then two weeks later we go to Mid Clare. You know, it has a number of things. It, it gets people out walking. It promotes the area. It brings people to little villages or towns or whatever that they'd never heard of. And what we do sometimes is we'd stop in maybe a local coffee shop or the local pub afterwards and have a cup of tea and a scone or something like that. So it's it's generating a little bit of business on a, a quiet Thursday morning as well. Um, and that's done on a donation basis. Then people th- there's a voluntary donation if people want to walk and that money then goes back into the future maintenance of the walks to make sure they're they're going for years to come, even after my time. <laughs> with the with the organization that they're still accessible and, and still safe and enjoyable for people. If there's one walk in Mid Clare, what would you recommend if people would say, I want to do a walk, which one comes into Mid Clare? Um there's a beautiful one, but it's very short. But Mahon Hillfort is between Quinn and Newmarket and Fergus. And like that, it's kind of a little bit of a hidden gem. Yeah. But you could walk to it from Newmarket and Fergus. There's a loop that's about five kilometers from Newmarket Fergus, but it's an OPW site and it's just it's fantastic. It's a beautiful area. Another one then, I suppose, which has a, a collection of different walks would be Dromore Woods oh. in Rouen. Again, that's that. Yeah, that's a beautiful one. So they'd be kind of my two, I suppose, in Mid Clare around Quinn as well. I always love walking around Quinn. There's beautiful, beautiful. I must walks recommend people there. to you know your website. It's it's visit eastclare.ie. I went into the historical, the, the kind of history section of it, and I would recommend people to go into it if they like history because I was reading about Quinn Abbey, which I've known since I was a kid. But yeah, you know, I love the fact or fiction section and talking about buried treasures and yes, gosh, some amazing yes. history of that place. Yeah, it is. And it's beautiful. I just there's just something so beautiful about walking through and walking the Abbey. And you have St. Finian's graveyard as well, which is an ancient graveyard and ruins of a church and everything. It's it's just a beautiful place to to stroll around, um, whether you're into history or not. Even yeah, it's it's true. just gorgeous to walk through. If you had to pick a favorite place, where would it be? What would that walk be for people to, that you'd recommend? I suppose it would probably depend on the challenge you're looking for um and i'm probably biased in suggesting killaloo because i'm living here (laughs) but you know when i'm out walking with dogs what i one of the walks i love is you know maybe get a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and walk out the canal the boardwalk along the canal in killaloo so you have the canal at one side and the shannon at the other side and stroll along through tubbermura which is um a small little forestry area and it contains the um, the well of Murrah, which is said to be the place where Brian Baru baptized his oldest son Murrah, 
Um, so you can stroll past that. And then there's a continuous footpath out along as far as Brian Brew's Fort, which I just think is mm. is fabulous. It's it's a gorgeous place. Um, just so you know, you're 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 near enough to the town, but often all you can hear is maybe birdsong and you know, boats, the occasional boats passing up and down. And that would have been really the, the area where Brian Baru was was reared. And he's um, such a mythical figure in Ireland. I mean, another place yes. is, is Tomb Graney, isn't it? St. Crona's Church in Tomb Graney, which yes. sounds amazing. He's said to have um, walked through, visited that church, obviously, but the doorway that's there at the moment that you you would walk through if you went to visit it, he is said to have walked through that that's the original doorway. So that's that's yeah. you're literally just walking in his footsteps, I know, which is amazing. You're so close to history. I love that. And I think yeah. it's I read that it's the the longest continuous in, in use church in, in Ireland and yes. the UK since the sixth century. So that's amazing yeah. history. You know? Yeah, it's been there and they still do service there. I think between Killaloo, Manchannon and Tim Graney, you know, they would be all linked but they still hold service there and it's still used for concerts and everything which is and small you know functions which is amazing it's and fantastic another, another place which i think is very unique and i think would be great to recommend to people is is inish caltra which sounds yes. like a magical spot yeah it is it's beautiful um and of course there's huge development planned for there over the coming years which will be very exciting for the area because it's amazing there's just so much to see you know you've the round tower you've graveyards you've um, the ruins of of a number of different churches and even just the trip, the boat trip out there is exactly. gorgeous. You know, it's absolutely fantastic. And some people, what they do, because it's quite quite a short trip from just outside Mount Shannon, a place called Knockafort, you can actually paddle out to Holy Island from there or you can go from Mount Shannon. It's, you know, it's a short kayaking distance if people want to take advantage of the blue way. views on the island, when you're on the island, you're looking at a kind of a, at the whole area around Loch Derg from another angle that yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're looking back on Clare and you're looking over at Tipperary and, you know, you can just mm. you can just see a panoramic view, I suppose, um, uh, of the whole area, which is gorgeous. And Mount Shannon's a great base then. It's sort of a place people might know about, you know, um, yeah. it's got great potential, isn't it? It has definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, and hopefully it will bring, you know, I think over the years, maybe it has got a little bit quieter. Um, in terms of tourism and in terms of the the businesses that are there, I know there was a hotel there for years and that's closed. So hopefully, the development mm. of of Holy Island will or Inish Kelter will bring a bit of buzz back to it because again, it's one of those other beautiful little villages. It really is gorgeous, and you're so close to the lake. You know, you you can park in the village and just stroll down, and you're right beside the lake. And again, there's beautiful walks there beside the lake, or you can actually go head up towards the mountain. Um and you know you're strolling up, uh, looking down on Mount Shannon and on the lake as well. There's beautiful walks up around there as well. And I've lots of friends who live in Killaloo that I visit, and they were saying that after the COVID times, you know, when people started appreciating maybe more Ireland, and mm. you know that that Killaloo really took off. It did. It did. People were really, as you say, appreciating what was on their doorstep and realizing how amazing it was. And that was something we kept hearing in particular the first year when we would have had a lot of domestic domestic visitors mm. to the area. What we were hearing over and over again was, my God, I never knew it was here. Never knew it was like this. You know, we're only two hours down the motorway and you can go out in a kayak, go out in a boat, go swimming, you know, just take a stroll. Yeah. It was just, there was, you know, there's so much in the area that people just didn't realise was here. 
you know, even even local people themselves were taking advantage of things they had never done before. Because, you know, yourself, it's like everything. You're just so busy with work and everything. Um, you go wave somewhere and you you do all these touristy things, but you don't do them on your own doorstep. And I think that was a, a huge positive outcome from COVID, if you can say it had positive outcomes. Yeah. But that would have been one of them that and I, I think as well, it's important that people almost become ambassadors for their own area because they obviously know what's there and how fantastic it is. And they're able to then sell that on to other people coming to the area. Just my last question, because I know you're involved with the Killaloo Historical Society. So is there one historical site like in the area, whether it's Killaloo or East Clare, that you say, yeah, you have to go there to see? There's two, I suppose, that I love. One <laughs> I've mentioned already, which yeah. is Brian Bruce Fort, which is literally just on the main road between Killaloo and Ogunlo Scarif. Um, you can just pull in and walk down to that. So that is just, to me, I just love it. Every time I go down there, I just kind of stop and yeah. stand for a minute. But another site, um, which I think if you were in Killaloo would be worth seeing, is St. Flannan's Cathedral, a 13th century cathedral there. And um, and again, it's in use every week for service and there's concerts and events held there on a regular basis. But it's just really really beautiful i just yeah it's it's fantastic to have that right in the center of the town um and that it's still accessible and still in use and everything which is great and as i said it's there since the 13th century so i'd like to thank my four guests today for part one of my claire special and now available straight away is part two of claire special where i have four more guests will talk all about what claire's got to offer so maybe go over to that now and if you want to get more information about claire Go to their website, visitclare.ie, where everything from accommodation, itineraries, things to do, everything is there. So I'd really recommend that. Take care and safe travels. You're listening to Travel Tales with Virgil.